Yo, welcome to the first episode of the Producer Grind Podcast in 2021. Today, we're sitting down with music industry lawyer Carl Folks and his music producer business partner Corbett to be talking about their brand new Melody app that they just dropped. The best way to describe this app is like the Tinder for Melodies. It's super dope. You log in and you start listening to melodies and you swipe right if you want to download it. You swipe left if you want to continue to the next melody. Really dope to hear about how this app came about and uh, you know their vision for it in the music producer community. We're also getting into the NFT conversation and what the heck all this is. It really kind of took over the world and leaked over into the music producer space so quick. We already got guys like Illmind dropping NFT back sample packs. So we want to get you up to date on what this is all about, what the hype is about and how you can uh, take advantage of it. And it wouldn't be right to have Carl on the episode without talking about you know, legal stuff in the music business and, uh, you know, things to watch out for in 2021 and really just how to elevate yourself as a music producer. So this is definitely a dope episode. You don't want to miss it. And a great way to start off this year's podcast. Enjoy, man. Yo, yo, what's good, gang? Yeah, man. Everything is great. Appreciate the intro. Now, it's always great to tap in with the producer grind community. We've done, we've done a bunch of stuff like, you know, just the interviews, um the town halls you know the articles just mad game man it's, it's been a it's been a fun ride i'm excited to see what you guys um keep bringing to the com- producer community just always evolving um so i'm happy to support in any way um and then you know again you know i got i got a client a business partner a friend um and, and someone who's, who's who's sort of you know um just one of the more underrated producers I think out there. I got Corbett with me and, um, you know, we're excited to to talk about what we're bringing to the producer ecosystem and, you know, how, how we think it helps. Most definitely. Yeah, most definitely. Corbett was good, man. Uh, Welcome to the show. Yeah, man. Uh, first of all, I love producer guy. You know, I've, I've been a fan for a long time. Appreciate I love that. what you guys bring, you know, the community you create, uh, it's like amazing. So, and another reason why I love it is I found Carl on here. When you guys first interviewed him, that's how we linked up. That's so. fire, bro. I've, yeah, I've, I've, heard, I've heard that so many times. That's so that's so dope, man. Right. Swear to yeah, God. Yeah, and and yeah, man. I, I it, it so many special connections from producer guy, man. This is like you know, this is just my favorite platform for sure. Appreciate that, man. Appreciate the love from both of you guys as always, man. Um, but you know, I mean, uh, appreciate the love, but it's love right back at you because i know you guys got a lot of gems that uh you know you can drop on the community there's a lot of ways that uh you know that interview has helped so many producers kind of just clear up kind of start to figure out you know uh you know royalties and publishing and all that kind of stuff so um you know this one's definitely going to be a dope one because it's been a while since we uh we've really tapped in so there's a lot to talk about a lot to talk about a lot to talk about so man what do you what do you what do you want to get into first man i'm I'm gonna leave it i'm gonna leave it up to you um, yeah, no, I, I think, I think, I think we should introduce, um, the Melody app and, you know, I'll let Corbett lead the way, um, Corbett brought me on, you know, as a, as a business partner on this, um, along with a great group, Jordan Mondo, um, just, just incredible dudes from, uh, that, that Kentucky, Cincinnati area. And, um, you know, uh, we're at the point where we're, we're launching hard today, this week, in the next few weeks, a lot of live activations. Um, and you know, uh, Corbett, I think it's best probably for you to just go through your background and just sort of everything that led up to, to the Melody app. Uh, okay. That's, that's, I'm gonna try to keep it, keep a long story short. We, we could probably dig more into the background, but, uh, as far as the Melody app, like 
I'm a, I've been a producer for a long time and uh, I really started getting into like the right rooms about four years ago, three or four years ago, I'd say. And I started to really see like just how important loops were to the process. Like for a lot of these high level rooms, like it was super, it was more than I really fully realized. So uh, I started realizing like I might be able to fit into the rooms a little better if I was bringing, you know, quality, like those loops into the rooms or, you know, just being able to play my part. Like that was kind of like where I found myself. Um, so that that's part of it is like understanding how important the loop game was. But then also like when I'm making my own stuff, like using other services out there, I will kind of like stifle my creativity sometimes because as great as like, you know, a splices or like a sounds like all these other companies that are providing a service of like finding melodies. Sometimes for me, it would take me like two, three hours to like build up as enough sounds to where I felt like, all right, fine, I got enough where I can go in and start cooking up. But then by that time I felt like I was losing my, I kind of didn't even want to make anything at that point. You know what I mean? Like I spent my time sitting there on a, a computer, just like scrolling through lists. And so somewhere between those two ideas, I was like wondering, like, is there an app where you can just straight up jump on and just start hearing loops like the second you want to hear them? And so I just started like looking around and I didn't see anything. And I'm like, damn, I felt like for sure there'd be something like that. And um, I just started sharing that idea. Like, are, like y'all have y'all heard of anything like this? Like I was sharing with Jordan. I kind of started talking with Carl real early on. I started talking with Hitboy like way early in, in sharing as we kept progressing the idea with him and uh, like somehow we actually got it to the point where it's at now where it's at, we actually made the app <laughs> like which is crazy because i don't have any background in doing that and I, I mean carl's into the entrepreneur stuff so he helped a lot but i don't think you've ever like launched an, a full-fledged app like that before so so it's been a crazy like 18 months real 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 quick because i want to make sure because i i don't think i did a good job kind of um letting people know what what we're talking about here um can you explain what the melody app is so everyone uh you know i i've seen the app you know what i mean carl sent me the you know the uh the 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 download and stuff so i've definitely seen it it's super dope but if you guys could just explain it so you know everyone knows exactly what we're talking about like the simplest way to explain it is it's just a way more streamlined way to find loops like it's the fastest way to stay in your creativity and find loops, send them to yourself and start cooking up. Like literally within 60 seconds of opening the app, you could like already be making a beat. Yeah. Um, and so, and, ahead, and what people have dubbed the, the Melody app is kind of like a Tinder kind of meat spice. That's that was Very it, simple, for sure. <laughs> swipe left, swipe right format. Um, and then I think the biggest thing that really, really separates us from, you know, is the the loop confusion, right? The royalty free thing, right? I mean, everybody in the community asks, what's royalty free? You know, what happens when you get a placement? You know, our terms are simple, you know, a melody app loop, 10% publishing and a writer credit. That's it. You know, you know what you're getting with these loops. So, you know, if you're a big producer and you want to find sounds, um, you, you, you feel comfortable using a melody app because, um, you know, you know what those terms are going to look like when it's placement time. Right. Um, and, and the reason why we wanted to create that sort of uh, familiarity and um, consistency is, you know, 
as a lawyer, I deal with placements kind of getting shut down <laughs> all the time when, um, you know, the, the producer can't find a loop or they say, oh, we, we got it from Looperman or uh, this other uh, thing. And they say, oh, no, it's royalty free. And then, you know, labels are like royalty free. I mean, we can't rely on their terms and conditions alone to 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 take that. We're going to need something in writing from that producer mm. or loop maker that says, hey, you know, um, you know, you're, you're allowed to use this loop. So we really wanted to like create like Corbett, such a, you know, a strong creative. So like, I think his, his, his goal was I high output, you know, management, like how can producers work fast in a, in an ecosystem where 60,000 songs are being uploaded to, you know, Spotify a day. Yeah. So, you know, we're answering that. And then we're answering the, the business side where it's like, let's clear up this confusion. Like let, this is what you're using with our sounds. This is what you're getting with our sounds. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can I ask? Can I ask what led to the 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 ten percent standard? Uh, <laughs> it, it, I think back and forth a little bit. I think we there was like a the balance between um, and the the balance between rewarding producers for their creativity um, and not completely cutting them out. And then producers wanting to actually use those sounds because, you know, a lot of people use those royalty free loops because they're like in their head, you know, they don't have to credit anybody. They're just like downloading sounds. But that doesn't feel right, though. Right. Like, like if, I, if I was a creator, even if I, you know, gave a certain amount of loops to, to splice, um, you know, I, I, I would be like, man, that's crazy. Like, you know, that, that's I, I hear the song on radio and I'm going to get anything. Mm, right. Like, yeah. Right. And I think, too, like with some experience, like we've done a ton. Me and Carl have done like a lot of deals where like it's just loops that I've placed or like I may not have been hands on creating the beat with the producer. So we, we've kind of got a, a little bit of a sense of what is close. Every situation is different, but we we kind of know what the norms are. And like in some situations that, you, you know, some producers can show more love than others. But um like we just felt like that was a good balance because the guys who are creating the loops on this platform, it is a little easier for them. They don't have to go get with the artist and make the, you know, like really like do the whole play. So we felt like 10 was a solid, like a fair balance between what, how much work the actual, like the producer of the beat is going to have to do versus like what the loop guys are going to bring to the table. And is there a pricing standard for how much these loops cost? Nah, it's just a, a subscription fee to the app. Oh, okay. So you get unlimited loops for your subscription. Uh, it's kind of like Splice. Like, so you get 15 credits for $3.99. Or okay. you can go up, you know, you can tier up one more level. And each beat is 15, is, is a credit? Or each uh, loop is a credit? Which, which Yeah, right. Yeah, one loop, one credit. Okay, okay, cool, cool. Um, I, try, I really wanted it to be like... Uh, like a lot of what we talked about was like, we're not like competing with Splice. We're more of like an add on to it. Like if you have Splice, you're not going to replace that with what we're bringing. Cause yeah. we're really just bringing the loop side. But you're, I feel like you're going to want to use the Melody app because like, it's just, it's just a better system for you to find them, keeping you in your creative space and all that. So I, know, it's like an add on for you. Yeah. I, I like that type of energy too. Cause I think a lot of people talk about little competition and stuff. And I don't think it's really as cutthroat as it's made out to be, you know, in our space. Carl, would you, would you agree with that? 
Yeah, no, I, I would agree. I think um, there's a lot of room. And then, like, there's so many problems and questions that are left unanswered. So, um, you know, that's why this, this app was so important because it's, like, built by producers, by creators themselves. So it's, like, I think they know more. Corbett knows about workflow and create creation more than someone at Splice could or someone at, you know, I, someone I could like, I'm, I'm just a lawyer. Like, I used to make beats and they were trash, but, you know, I, I'm just a lawyer. So, <laughs> tell them your sound click, Carl. Oh, they've seen it. <laughs> you know what the sound click is. He leaked it to us one time. We, 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 we've heard of those are classics, man. Those are, those are rare. He, he needs to re-drop re them on NFT. They'll, they'll hey, go other prices. Ooh, that'd be hard. <laughs> nah, that, that, that would be a super hard collectible. Because, like... You know, Carl, you're Carl is as humble as ever. Like he's way more than a lawyer. Like just to say he's just a lawyer. I mean, nah, like, that's big facts. Dylan, you know, like he he's brought so much to the process of like making this app from the creek. Like every kind of every side. It's like you can't really put Carl in. Oh, he's just on the legal side. It's like, nah, he actually built out the whole thing of let's do temp. You know, let's really let's change the let's be a, a agent for change in the loop space and say let's let's talk about crediting. Let's talk about percentages for people and he really changed the the conversation around that so like you know carl like he brings a lot to pretty much any table that he comes to so don't let him get away with saying he's a lawyer for sure so i have i have so many you know questions about this app but first of all is it out now is it out for pe for people to go and download this right now yeah launched uh hard launched today so it's out right now it's out right now the melody yeah. app type that in in uh you know app store google android store whatever the melody yeah, app and also we're gonna it's gonna kind of we're hoping that it's gonna be on everybody's timelines today because we're doing like a big promotional uh, beat contest um so to to keep it simple like you basically download the app you make a beat with one of the loops on the melody app and then you submit it to uh, the email, which uh, if you go to our Instagram, you'll see all the details. Okay. And uh, thousand. Oh. Uh, so like it's kind of like a high level prize, and then we'll have other prizes for the top ten that we pick. Super dope. I'll definitely be sure to you know reshare that on our uh, IG and everything, so everyone tuned in definitely go tap into and, that. And, and the big thing is who's selecting the the winner. We got Hit Boy. Oh it's shit! Yeah. Hit, hit, hit boy, hit boy, slapping here. So, yeah, he's judging it. He's, he's gonna be listening through, and uh, he's gonna be picking the, the winner of the contest. So, uh, you know, we're blessed to have him as a part of the company, like as a part of this contest. Like he's he's actually really helped shape this idea. Um, you know, I went to him as like a creative director, almost like every time we would add something or change, like you, I would kind of like I come out. To, I go, I go out to LA to work with him about once every month or so. And uh, I would say, hey, here's where we're at. And he would say, yeah, this is this is great. I think, you know, maybe think about simplifying this. For him, it's all about simplifying. Okay. And uh, he helped really, like, narrow down what the app is, um, yeah. you know, just from a from a guidance and a, from an advice standpoint. Oh, yeah. So we got some creative direction from HitBoy with that, too. That's big. That's dope. I know for me, so I know, you know, for me, I don't know about everyone else listening, but the burning question is, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm a download. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to buy some loops on there, but I, I want these placements. How do I get my loops on this app? Is it open? Can anyone put loops on this app right now? Or how does that That's work? A great question. That's a great yeah. question. <laughs> We're kind of like, 
were not I wouldn't say up in the air, but one of our one of our uh, focuses was keeping quality like crazy high. Okay. So like we we're not a, a marketplace like Splex. We only have eight people creating the loops right now. Oh wow. Um, and we're vetting everything and making sure that everything is like crazy, like making sure that the, they're they're chopped exactly right, so that when you climb into Ableton FL Logic, that they're snapping to the grid, and you're not like sitting there having to mess around and find it and all that type of stuff. So, um, I think we, we we will start bringing people on, but it'll be like an audition based, like. Yep, and we have the. Uh, you go to the website right there. There's a creator application. So, um, and. and Mondo, um, who, who, who's a, who's a co-founder, um, is, is sort of leading, um, just quality control and, um, you know, going through those producers. So like Corvus, I think we will probably add some, like, you know, um, but I, we definitely want the quality to be super high. Are you guys going to go more for like, are you aiming more for industry guys or just talented overall? What, what's like the, the criteria? Yeah. Talent. Like, flat out talent like that's why too with the contest like we didn't want to have it be like oh have it be a voting thing where it's just like whoever has the most followers or like whoever hustles up the most votes can win like we just wanted it to just be flat out like whoever makes the best track right so i got the site pulled up right here too just so so uh just so you know people are i'm looking at this while you guys are telling me about it awesome Sure. And and man, I'm definitely about to hit you up because I, I need some of my guys in here, man. We we gotta get some uh Oh you you already know. Like, you know, I, I can't wait for uh Melody at producer crying collaborations just um I, that that's definitely something for sure. But yeah, this is dope. Everyone definitely go uh go tap in to the melody app now okay so next question do you guys have like a, a a piece of tech like splice where it can automatically go to your computer or how do you get it from your phone to your into fl or ableton or whatever you're using it's super simple like so as you're swiping through um if you swipe right you'll save it and you'll have this catalog of saved uh melodies for later if you want to go through it but if you hear something that you like i don't cook that right now you just swipe up and it sends it to your email Oh, every email you signed up with. Okay. And then boom, you just download it and start and throw it in FL, whatever you work on. And, you know, 15 seconds, you're into making something. That's dope. And that that's dope too. Cause that, I um, definitely would say, I would love to develop like a third party little thing, like how splice has a sample manager. Yeah. That would be kind of cool, but I almost think it's, that's not super necessary. If you're, you know, most people just can manage their own files. Like they know what, they know where to da- where downloads go, and then they know where to throw their loops when they want to work on them. So yeah, maybe in the updated version. But the email, the email is dope too, because I was going to say that's kind of natural workflow for us producers too. You know, what I mean, we're emailing files and loops and stuff back and forth. Super dope, right. man. So what's the, like long term? Go ahead, go ahead, Carl. I said four producers, man. Four producers by producers. Like, you know, I yeah. I think I can't stress that enough. Like. Hundred percent. So, what's like long term goal? Um, you know, for this app, is it is uh, is it like a bigger platform that you want to turn it into, or? I'm not sure. I mean, I feel like the scale is to go to a marketplace format like Splice. Okay. Where you've got anyone can put on, and we we have some kind of algorithm like to vet everything and make sure it's like solid. But I don't want to rush to that. Like, I want it. I want producers to get comfortable with this as it is and know that we're one like we're protecting them from legal exposure 
which is super important. And two, we're helping their workflow. Like to me, though, if, if after a few years, people really understand that that was what our goal is, then we can start looking to how do we really like scale this thing up and expand it. But um, I just want this to be like a producer's best friend type thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's like, in, in fact, and that's like establishing a value in the community. Um, our, our head right now is just building that community, um, making sure people get the value, making sure we're like actually providing the value that we always intended to the community. And then like once that's there, you know, everything else seems to fall into place. I think, you know, outside of like, you know, me, like outside of the, you know, that, that's all the corporate and the creative stuff, you know, outside the other stuff, you know, we'll still be doing education. Um, we'll still be doing conversations on different producer stuff. We'll have a bunch of activations. Like, you know, we're just excited about um, you know, everything else that, that comes along with this product and, um, and just making this product as, as, as good as ever, you know. How yeah, do uh, in the loop space? Yeah. Uh, one thing, Dylan, because uh, we talked about like a partnership or doing some kind of collab. Uh, I was talking to uh, my friend Cadence, who's a dope songwriter, and she was like, "You guys should do, uh, you guys should do like writer and producer camps, mm. where you just have them use the app. You know what I mean to start everything." And I was like, "That'd be that'd be such a good idea. You know what I mean? Like maybe we that'd be something we could definitely partner on right there. Like an in person camp or like yeah, like book out like." You know, maybe we might have to do it in Atlanta. We might have to wait on LA or something, but just book out a studio for like, you know, three days or something. Have producers come, have artists come, and just everybody using the app to make the beats and create the song. Yeah, that's, that's, that sounds fun. I'm excited fire. to do stuff like that to kind of like show the power of like the quality of what this app is. Yeah, yeah, and let, let me shout Dylan out too, because uh, you know the producer guy definitely just dropped their their first um, their first record, you know, in the past. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. So it's like you know the the Billy Racks and um, Lil Got It uh, record. So right. you know, I, I see what you're doing, Dylan. <laughs> Appreciate it. That's genius. That's definitely the way to go. Yeah, like straight Khaled mode. Had Caleb, Caleb, producer Caleb. Now, yeah, it's it's definitely about branching out and you know trying new things um, while staying focused. Man, it's such a balance, though. I swear, it's such a balance between you know trying these new ideas and uh, you know sticking with your bread and butter. Um, so, Carl, as uh, far as uh, a legal side with this app, you mentioned that it can get sloppy um, regularly when it comes to royalty-free loops and labels don't really just recognize terms and conditions. They want something in writing. Does your app cover that? So uh, the creators, do they still need to do stuff in writing when, uh, you know, when the, when the placement comes or when it turns into a record or is it all, you know, streamlined you know, into that agreement when you upload? Right. So I, I would say two things. One, um, our producer's information, uh, the Melody creator's information will be readily accessible. So like, you know, you get their ASCAP and, you know, their legal name and stuff like that for the paperwork. Um, but I, I, there's really, there's no negotiation. It's just like, you know, that loop is 10% and it goes to, so we're going to, we're going to interject ourselves in that conversation a bit more than some of these other companies who kind of put their hands up and say like, Hey, you know, here's our terms and conditions and, you know, we're, we're out, we're staying out of it. Mm-hmm. You know, we want the labels to hit us up and let them like, Hey, like, you know, this is our, we, we have this agreement. Um, our melody creators know what it is. Um, 10% writing credit. That's it. You know, so you, so we want to develop that direct relationship with them where they feel where all the, all the companies feel comfortable um, with the legalities of, you know, of the, of the melody app. 
Yeah, we want like when the A&R admin people hear, you know, from the producer, because they'll ask like, hey, where'd you get this loop from? Yeah. And I've seen like like fear in A&R admin people's eyes when some people have said like, oh, just off this site or like they didn't have a real good answer. Yeah. But we, we want like when the producer says to the admin people like, oh, from Melody App, we want them to be like, excellent because we know how that works. Like we, you know what I mean? I, I think we can really be a, we could be a positive to every single part of the industry. You know, like that's, that's really like how we want to, and, and Carl said before, like educating, like that is something that we'll be doing a lot more of too. It's just like dropping videos about, you know, why it's valuable to, to have transparent business and all that type of stuff. But yeah. Um, yeah. We're, and, and kind of what you said, like, I, I want, I want people to understand once again, we're not, we are a part of the equation. Like you're still going to download your sound kit, sound, sound kits. You're still going to, you know, get loops from and sounds from all these other companies. Um, we're just bringing uh, another no, no, like ad to the community. And we're trying to make that, um, that ad as strong as possible. So like um, you shouldn't be putting, you know, our melody creators aren't putting all their sounds on melody. Right. They're giving us a certain amount of you know, sounds and, you know, whatever else we bring on. And, um, and, and that's what it is. Like, we don't want to, we're not making this out to be, um, the, the stopgap. This is just <laughs> the splice killer. Yeah, no, <laughs> the, no, the splice no. ki- killing all kit stores. 2021 is over with. Nah. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, like we, we are, we're adding another, uh, layer to that. Yeah. So you're going to use those things too. And you're going to use our app because it, it just helps with workflow and consistency. Yeah. Nah, yeah. man, shit, it's, it's definitely dope. I'm, 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 I'm really sure that the community is going to, you know, fuck with this app because i just remember when you when you sent it to me i was like oh shit literally loop tender this is fire like yeah <laughs> loop tender yeah swear to god that, like it should have been made a a minute ago you know what i mean right that's um, so speaking of you know adding to the space man let's talk about blockchain nft stuff now carl man you brought up blockchain to me back in like 2018 uh 2019 when we first you know met first started talking about uh you know the town hall and solutions to solving right. a lot of these problems in the in the you know in the music industry itself and i'm not gonna lie i'm like i tried to figure it out tried to understand what it was i'm like blockchain okay bitcoin okay i think i know what you're talking about i brought it literally like last year I really started to to learn more about it. My boy, uh, shout out to my boy Romeo. He put me on. He was like, "Bro, I just got, I just found out about this invest." So I got in, you know, made a little bit of money on some investing stuff. But now, bro, I feel like the whole world turned on the switch with this NFT stuff in like uh, two weeks. And I just want to hear your take on it, man, because I know it's real confusing for a lot of people here. And I know, you know, shout out to Illmind for dropping the first NFT back sample pack. I know there's like collectible. Mostly it's right now it's in art and collectibles. But I heard there's a lot of use cases with NFTs. And I've kind of just been brainstorming and coming up with my own ideas and stuff that I see it going towards. But definitely want to hear your take on it, man. Yeah, no, it's interesting. I mean, you know, I felt like two weeks ago, no one was talking about NFTs. Um, and then like, you know, now like everyone's talking about it. Um, I think, um, the value add right now is kind of what you, kind of what you alluded to. I'm seeing a lot of collectibles like NBA top shot. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that. It's a Mm -hmm. great example where they sort of created this like alternative universe, um, where, you know, the value of these clips, like these blockchain crypto based clips, uh, you buy one. Um, and they're almost like trading cards, right? They're like, they're kind of, they're, they're bringing like digital trading cards, but they're like, they move, 
Mm-hmm. Um, so like I have the Zion William dunk, like basically trading card. And um, it's interesting. You know, I, I think it's, it's microwave. It's, it's, it's way too microwave right now. So I'm like, I've been pretty quiet on the NFT stuff. Cause I think there's a lot to learn about, you know, with use case and how to use them and how to create value. Like I think Illmind is, is perfect for, for like NFT cause he's built like a community and like his, his packs and his value adds, like, you know, they are, they do feel like collectibles and, you know, the sample packs are like, those are moments cause he's already built this community. Um, so I think a lot, I, I think those, I think there's a couple things where I'm like, yeah, it, 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 it's good, but like, I'm not sure how it solves um, some of these other problems. Right. Cause I still see, I'm still seeing a lot of copyright infringement. Um, I'm still seeing a, uh, you know, a lot of times, like for it to even matter, you almost have to play in this alternative like universe. It feels like, cause it's like not real life. Like you're, the value that we're put, placing this mm-hmm. is kind of like, uh, you know, we're put, we're putting that value in is like the stock market, <laughs> like in that sense, like, you know, there's factors that maybe make it go up and down, but it's all about perception. So I think, I think we're figuring it out and, you know, as it relates to the producer community, I think blockchain is um, the, the the most important way. I think blockchain and crypto sort of helps now is like smart smart contracts and like you know making some of these like streamlined agreements like just quicker the access and making and metadata solving the metadata issue that has plagued the music industry for years since since technology has came. So I think blockchain when, for for now I think if you're a producer coming up. Um, outside of the NFT stuff, I would just explore, you know, the blockchain answering metadata question. Um, because, you know, I think that's something if we could, if we could figure that out, you guys become so much more, um, you, you guys, your business becomes that much better. 100%. I, so what, I, what I've kind of come to understand, so like Ethereum, like we're talking about blockchain, right? Ethereum is one of the blockchain like platforms. I feel like you can kind of look at it like Android, right? So it's like this open source, like just like how anyone can go and learn how to develop and create apps for Android. You know what I mean? It's like an open source um, kind of thing. And it's essentially, correct me if I'm wrong, it's the same concept with this blockchain stuff. It's an open platform that people can develop. Like there's there's projects where people try, you know, ever trying to develop like DSPs on the blockchain. Cause my, my whole thing is like, I know we're still like, you know, years away from full utilization of, you know, this kind of stuff, but yeah. do you kind of see it this way? Like in the future, maybe like as soon as that stream happens, and I think this is kind of what you were trying to explain to me back in the day. Um, when a stream happens, it, like the smart contracts, which is like, you know, an Ethereum program can automatically divvy up like, okay, when this song gets played, this micropayment goes to this wallet, who's the producer, yeah. this micropayment goes to the label, this micropayment goes to the artist. And it's like, there's no like waiting on checks and accounting. It's all like done. It's all legal. It's all transparent. Um, so yeah, no, I just it, settle it, up. No, it, exactly though. It's like, I think we have to get to that point. Like, you know, in a, in a 2021 digital world, where everything's happening on the internet. It just feels crazy that you have to wait, you know, for, you know, months and months after a song streams, to get payment you know a lot of these things should be divvied out at the source and right. that's why i do think like you know blockchain becomes scary you know right it, it becomes like wow like you know if, if that happens you know it's a total different ball game in terms of creators having access to capital um, um almost immediately 
that that change that that allows them to make better decisions about their career. Another thing I'm really excited about in this space too is I've seen an artist actually he auctioned off an NFT which gave the publishing rights of a song. So this is an indie artist. You probably have heard about this. Um, uh, there's an indie artist. I think his name is Jack something, Jacques or something like that. And yeah. uh, I, he, he's not like a big stream. He only has like, you know, quarter million monthly listeners. He has some million play songs and stuff like that. But he literally auctioned off the rights to publish his songs. So it's like you could bid on owning this copyright of the song that you can put out on DistroKid or whatever platform. And I think it went up to like nineteen, twenty thousand dollars um, $20,000. Yeah. No, that... that- it, 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 it feels um it, it's interesting I, I think i think it's definitely making more people aware of like how how you can actually create value for your work and how you can sort of set the price um but it doesn't change the fact again that like i think i'm hearing a lot of this stuff but it's like yo that's only that this stuff really only matters after you build your community and you mm. build a good product and you built the name so NFTs are important and you should definitely understand and start doing your research now because I, one of the things you kind of alluded to, we're, I think we're still years away from like effectively using some of this stuff. Yeah. Um, but right now you should be focused on building your community. And someone in the chat says the NFT bubble is going to pop though. And I've been, I've been learning, uh, studying about this too. Uh, there's a couple, there's a lot of people that are like, bro, like this is di- like when, 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 when like uh, football cards and basketball cards drop, it's not like they're a thousand dollars from the company. Like these right. NFTs are like, you know, like Logan Paul's dropping his for like eight. What, what did he charge? Like eight, eight bands or something for the, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, and, and people are basically saying like collectibles don't start like super, some do, but they usually don't start like crazy expensive and then go up from there. They usually start cheap. And then over time, you know, yeah, they like, go who's going to pay for that? Like I don't even get the value of, of like <laughs> paying for like a logo. Like I, but but I, I feel the same way about a lot of stuff that like I'm seeing where I'm just like, okay, you do you own that one of one, but does that mean like we can't use that off the blockchain? Like off blockchain? Like yeah. does that mean like you know who's going to be? A, is it copyright infringement if it's something that just sold? It, I don't know. It, it just it feels like a weird. It feels like you know blockchain is like an alternative universe like fighting against some of the stuff that we've already lived in for a while and we're trying to like sort of bridge those things together or eliminate one or eliminate sort of the old program you know as a whole and i think um they're kind of just starting to come to a head it's, it's interesting man i yeah. think i think we're, we're living in like we're living in the, the decentralization golden age um and i think everybody has a shot i'm optimistic for sure yeah. And uh, one thing you said too, it's all revolved around community. You don't like, uh, the, I hate when a new, a new, new thing comes out, like a new technology or a new marketing platform or a new anything. And people, people with no, no community, no traction, no anything immediately are like, how could I use this to blow up or to use this to, you know, like as a shortcut or as a cheat code. And there's probably ways to do it, but I feel like that's not the way to think about stuff. That's how you miss out on waves. Like you just need to focus on building your brand, building your, and add in these things, you know what I mean, to your um, portfolio. Yeah, no, I would say, bro, I, I, w- I would even cite the Melody app for that. Just kind of like, you know, Corbett talking about that timeline of like evolution of like even the concept to like having it actually come to life. And then, you know, n- now, you know, our plan, you know, we've never said like, yo, 
we just kind of talk. We never said, yo, we want to, you know, get, we want to, we want to have this many users in a year because we want this, this, and that. It's like we, our focus is on building the the correct, right product, and I think the rest will take care of itself. That's a good question. So, so you're not really looking at like typical. Um like startup kind of like uh, KPIs or like, you know, ROI kind of stuff? Nah, I think we are. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, look, like that's just life. Like, I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah I, 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 no, I, th- I think we are. Like, how can we judge ourselves? You know, Corbett and Jordan, um, Jordan, you know, key fo- co-founder, just like, you know, just a great, great mind. Um, you know, when he sends over the marketing updates in the, in the chat, yeah, I think I think or the user the user updates in the chat, like how many users we have and people like actually subscribing and stuff. Yeah, you know, I, I think we get happy about that. Yeah, yeah. No, I definitely. mean we, but I think what, what Carl's saying is like, of course we're going to monitor the numbers, but what we're concerned about is the fundamental value, like not the speculative value of it. Like we we want to see how it's people, like what people are saying about the experience, versus like can we make it look like we've got. 8 million people on it so we can sell it to some VC. Right, right. You know, we, we actually want to see the fundamental value get as strong as possible because if, if you do that, then then you have so much more leverage. Like, when, when you've actually served, when you've actually served the producer community, now, like, you, you're gonna, it's, it's just like producer. Y'all have served the producer community for years. You have an extremely tight bond with, with the community now. So, like, that's really, we're almost kind of trying to go at it like you guys did. Yeah, yo, and you, and you just hit something, Corbett, it's crazy. Like, I think, I think that's just like a life gem, like not even just a, a, like, fundamental value versus speculative value. I think the internet has made so many people, like, want that speculative value. But, like, when you get stuff before, like, the foundation set and the product's good, like, imagine being a producer who get, who's lucks up on a big placement. Um, you know, early on, early on in their career, mm-hmm. like imagine that person trying to get into the studio with somebody. Like, all right, maybe that artist says, "Yo, let's come work." And then, like, what's that producer going to do? Yeah. Like when that artist is like, "Yo, I need you to do this stuff." Like, okay, right. you're just going to fumble that opportunity because you're not ready. You haven't put the ten thousand hours in, it. um, and your product isn't as like where it needs to be. So, I, I think that that's why I, I won't stop at saying like community building products or focus on building your community through good work. And I think like, you know, that's just where, where, where you start. No, definitely. Definitely agree, man. Um, Hold on. I got a question for you, Dylan. Okay. So like when you guys had the idea of producer grind, like, and you weren't sure if you were picking up traction, like what was the thing that was propelling you forward? Like what, what kept y'all doing the things the interviews or, you know, going through all those motions when you weren't sure whether you were going to build a community or not? Man, um, that's a, that's a hard question. And, and, and really, really, I feel like it was a lot of just like doing versus like thinking and planning and like setting milestones. And this is what we want to do. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, like, I feel like when you start this shit, like when you start off, like, especially if it's like your first business, like you don't really know, you're just like trying stuff. You know what I mean? Right. Trying, trying stuff. But the, the podcast definitely is what like definitely lifted us off, but it wasn't fast. You know what I mean? Like it's still like, it's still incrementally just, you know, little by little, you know, going and stuff. Um, but, uh, but at least now you have like history to look back on and be like, all right, 
this this works, this may not work. But in the beginning, it was like straight up. You just believed in that what you were doing was was valuable, right? Right. No, yeah, most definitely. And, you know, because it was really like, I was like, yo, I was, you know, listening to podcasts, like, you know, like Gary V, Ask Gary V show. And I'm like, yo, bro, I wish there was really just something like this for producers. And, you know, that's what really just, just started it. And then it's just like, you know, you start a podcast, you start to realize like, okay, damn, it's like, this is a, this is a good way to network and, and, you know, start to meet people. But one thing I will say too, is I was, I always had my, my, my uh, eyes set on like, oh, we're about to get Zaytoven on the podcast, bro. This is about to be the one. We're about to get so many views. We're about to blow up. And then, you know, it's like, oh, we right. just get a little bit more than usual. You know what <laughs> I mean? And it's like, okay. And so, you know, we quickly learned like, okay, yeah, it's not going to be like some, there's nothing that's just going to magically snap and overnight, you know, uh, make us the, you know, this huge thing. And uh, I'm glad we didn't get that. Cause it's like, it's better to, like to just slowly build up. Yeah, and think about like you shared that with like a smaller number of people. The the bond and the, the gratefulness of those people is probably way more valuable than the three hundred thousand views of casual people who may not have really been invested in the actual conversation but just wanted to see like Zaytoven or something like that. Right. That that's where the fundamental value was increased, maybe more than you can even tell, but the speculative value may not have been like obvious that it like went up a whole lot. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like that's, that's like the difference between where you can stay doing this or where one bad thing happens and you're just gone. Like you can't keep it going. For sure. Carl. So man, what's the, uh, what's the 2021 like producer community buzzword with legal? Like what, uh, what's the, what's the hot topic? I felt like, Last year, though, there was a lot of like loops getting stolen and stuff like that. Anything? What's what's the hot topic now? Um, yeah, that's that's a great question. I think I think it's like the age old question, man. Just like how how do you how do you, you how do you create more value um, in the space, right? Like, I think you know those basic terms that we all know, like you get a couple points on the record. Um, you get your advance or fee and you get your publishing. Like, I just feel like there's more like, right. If you're a producer, there's, I think should the 2021 should be about like growth, like building, start dropping more records on your platform. Like if, if people can't pay for your beats, like, all right, cool. Like you take one record, I'll take one record. Like, you owe me, like, give me a verse. Let me build out my stuff. And I think it just kind of like, puts producers back in the, in, the, in the star place, right? Like I teach hip hop evolution, you know, at university, at, at Drexel and, and Rome University. And the core essence of hip hop is production. Like it was, you know, two guys or a guy kind of getting on the turntable and, you know, pausing the break beats from one record and, you know, putting on top of another moment on another record. And the DJs and the producers were like the star players. Over time, it kind of went to, um, you know, the artists, um, but, you know, I, I think how what producers kind of need to bring that leverage back to, to, to the table, because there's only so much you can ask for when you're not contributing from a marketing standpoint. Sure, the beat was good, but like, you know, you're not going to help sell the record. So who cares if you, that the beat's good? Like, mm. you're not really putting, bringing value to the record other than like your posts might not mean nothing. It doesn't carry weight. Your tag might not carry weight. Like, I'm not going to continue to listen to that or get excited about this record like unless your tag carries weight. So make your tag carry weight. Make your make 
create value, marketing value for yourself so you can get a bigger piece of the master, right? Or, or you can get a, raise your advance or your fee. I, I think that's, that's kind of next for producers. Hmm. No, that's a, that's a big uh, a big thing because like I feel like that's a hard pill to swallow for producers because they're like, what do you mean I'm not helping marketing this song? My damn beat is this song, you know what I mean? Like, and and there's a lot of there's a lot of times like where the beat helps it go viral. Like the beat just is perfect for TikTok and like it might be the most simple hook. Like not taking anything away from the artist because it's like that perfect fusion combination. But I know that uh, producers definitely don't want to hear that. Yeah. Like the spot on got him record. Like that, I feel like that's the beat. Like beatbox, that song. Like when you hear that beat come on and people start doing the dance, like, yeah, that, that beat kind of, <laughs> the beat did it. Like I know the words kind of go with it, but like, no, nah, that's straight producer. Yeah. Um, so you're, you're right. There's moments where that happens, but I think like you as a business person, you kind of know, like when you're putting money up for something, like you want control. And you want ownership and you want the bigger pie because you're taking a bigger risk. No, yeah. Um, and I think that's where I want producers to sort of understand because then you'll start understanding ways that you can provide more value in these negotiations. You can give me more, more pointers so I can actually help negotiate this thing a little differently. I can't do it when the leverage is it's still like, oh, I just did the beat. That's it. Yeah. 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 No, I'll definitely say because, you know, going through the process, you know what I mean? And, and, you know, paying to clear verses and stuff like that. And, you know, giving a producer, you know, advance and, and their points and stuff. It's, it's definitely, there, there's a whole other side to it. You know what I mean? Like when it comes to like, once this song is out, like there's risk that I'm taking bags and I'm putting in places that have got me zero and no one knows that, you know what I mean? Like the, produ- yeah. and the producer. I was going to say, let me ask you, yeah, that's a great segue. Yo, I, I do want to ask real quick, like, okay. yeah, did that change anything about, like maybe anything we've ever talked about, about advances, royalties, publishing, like you releasing your own record and, you know, paying and, you know, all, all that sort of, did, did it change anything? What do you mean? Um, I guess, did it change your thought process on maybe how, uh, on what producers should deserve or, or whether they're getting their fair share or whether, what, what their value is worth to a song? Yeah. Um, shit. I mean, yeah, I think I think I was kind of I was kind of saying it like, yeah, like producers like you know we bring a lot to the table, but at the same time, it's like there's 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 a lot that goes into this. There's money that has to be spent. There's brand and and also there's brand that has to be built. Like the time that all like you, you got to look at the last five years as like a buildup, as like a you know what I mean a um, a runway to to make this happen. And uh, you know, shout out to the producer on that on that record. You know, Jay Myth and stuff. Um, but you know, there's definitely like, I think that, and, and we definitely gave him more than the industry standard. I'll tell you that much as far as, as far as percentage, Carl, you know, that, uh, I was kind of speaking, right. speaking more to the chat, but at the same time, um, man, I think that, uh, I don't even know what, what how to say. You, right. Like what, what do you get? Like think about like a, cause a label's not going to get any publishing. Right. Right. Take any publishing. Right. Right. Um, so half of this, the money, not half, sort of like a quarter of the money that a song makes, like you're just not even ever going to touch. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, uh, you, the artists, like depending on your deal with the artists, you know, you, you got to break that down. And then, you know, so it's like, man, like, is it, what well, is the investment smart? So I just, I just want everybody, everybody, like the labels, producers, everybody just think about things in a more holistic way. Like, like 
just not thinking about yourself. Like how how does my contribution to a song fit? Right. And just be be honest and real about that. Yeah. Cause like, you know, it'd be a different story if, you know, I'll just use Hit Boy example, because you guys are working with Hit Boy on the Melody app. If Hit Boy would have produced that song and he posted on his Instagram, I'm sure we would have definitely got more like the views would definitely there there'd be a difference, you know what I mean, versus, you know, just the current situation. So yeah, like I'm definitely hearing what you're saying. Like there's there's a lot more to be brought to the table. Um and uh Carl, Carl, do you think that like more producers are gonna be negotiating to get their names like on the songs as features? than like previously. I see that as being like a simplified version of what you're talking about. Correct, yeah, I, I do. I, especially when they can't pay. Like, how are, how are things going to, how can uh, you, and that's hard. Like, that's like, I'm not like saying that, like that's an easy thing that producers are gonna be able to do. Like, all right, you right. know, you, you can't pay me my full fee. So just like make me a feature. Like, that's hard. But like, I think, especially with smaller artists, and if you if you are bigger than them or have more uh, more established placements, I think you could start building your your Spotify and you know your your listenership and and things of that nature to kind of just position yourself as a name more so. So I I, I would like to see that um, more, and I I think that that is something that where where producing can get more value long term. Um, but again, it, it is hard. Um, but I, I think you start with the artists that you're working with on the ground floor, just trying to. You know, if you're doing, if you produced a whole tape, you did five or six out of a tape, like, you know, try to get that EP credit or try to try to get your name on some of these records when, when it's early, especially if they're not paying you. You know, they're not going to be really paying you in the beginning of, of your career. Yeah. And, and and to be honest, that's really like, as a producer, I feel like you just got to look at like, you know, build your catalog. And, and you were saying that start from day one, like, even if you're working with artists, uh, X from yeah. you know I mean Instagram with fifteen hundred followers and he can't afford a beat but you know you like his music and you want to work with him you know what I mean like collab on it have it be artist X feature in in both of you on the Spotify so you can start building your catalog like you start doing that like if you put out like even just a song a month over like three years you're, you're like you're gonna at least have catalog and if you, you keep, know who you are yeah you know what I mean um and one thing I'll say too to kind of uh, answer, uh, wrap up that question you said about what have I learned in this process too. So you got to look at it like, and this is, I guess this is justifying the labels getting, you know, their, you know, their share, their, their percentage. Yeah. Look at it. Producer paid from day one advance publishing from the first stream. Technically he's getting paid artists advance, uh, publishing. They're technically getting, you know, from day one, uh, every stream, uh, cause that, you know, like you said, the label doesn't touch the publishing and you know, the label is the one that, paid out that money and we also have to potentially put a budget behind you know for for different marketing techniques uh different marketing strategies and stuff too so everyone's getting paid before the song comes out in a perfect world but the label might not break even ever on the song first of all yeah. or if it happens it's like a it could be years so you just look at like typical like investment roi you know what i mean return on investment fucking like 10 percent a year or whatever there's no guarantee with this shit. So I think that's why, you know, labor's like, obviously we're going to no negotiate our ass off. We're going to have the standard be like, we get the biggest pockets. We're taking the the risk there. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. Not real shit. I mean, and that's something I'm, I'm obviously I'm an advocate, you know, you know, for producers, but I also rep artists and, um, you know, another artist that I represent, Andrews, who's a fire producer. Um, he's also in the melody, um, cap table um and, and now working with us as as uh his name is blast blxst 
yeah. we got him involved as well. Dope, dope. So, you know, we're just, we're just trying to like, you know, we want real producer input, you know, um, and it's just, it's, it's, it's an exciting time, man. So I, I think me working with artists kind of gives me like a full circle perspective on the pie. It's like, you know, when, when I'm negotiating on an artist's behalf, you know, when a producer is trying to jam something up for more money, it's like, man, you know, we, we do have to sometimes say, is that worth it? Like, it, it, can, are we going to keep that song? Um, and th- those are real questions. And that's like, you know, and that's just the reality of it. I think I think we all got to be re- real. Yeah. And bro, like, I'll tell you, too, and we've kind of had this conversation uh you know, I think that like going through this process, I think it's real easy for producer brands to kind of be like, oh, we love producers. Producers need to get paid. Producers get fucked over. You know what I mean? Because like, you know, oh, what, what, what's the word? They do. And, and they, they do. Yeah, they, they do. do. They do. But I feel like it's real easy for a producer brand that's looking to sell stuff to producers to really just like, you know what I mean? Like just kind of be like that. Like, oh, we love producers. You know, we, you know what I mean? You get fucked over. We love you. Like we, we need to fix this. And uh, going back to when we started, like, you know, the town hall talking about producers union and stuff. Now, me, my, my, my mind has kind of shifted. And I don't like I don't think like a traditional union is really the answer. And I've like, you know, kind of strayed away from from that model. You know, we talked about this. But where's your where's your mind? Where's your mindset on with, with that? Um, I think there still needs to be an organizing body uh, representing producers, but, you know, representing producers um, on a national scale. Um, I do, I do firmly don't, don't take anything I sort of said, you know, on this, this episode, you know, for granted, I, I certainly do believe producers are getting the short end of the stick in a lot of different ways. So, you know, there's a lot of things that we need to do to, to empower producers fiscally, um, and get, get them more involved from a financial standpoint, um, and get them more credit. Um, but, uh, well, we, when there's, the, when, when there's these big national bodies, I really don't hear a producer coming out of their mouth. Like, and I don't think they understand the unique role that producers play in hip hop in particular, right? I can't talk about the other genres of music. So it's like, all everything we're talking about is kind of like hip hop production. Like, I know there's other producers who follow producer kind, but hip hop and R&B production, a little bit pop, but like most of that, it lives in that realm. So it's like, our issues are specific to our community and our genre. And I think it's hard for anyone to sort of advocate on our behalf that doesn't really understand the mechanisms of putting out a hip hop song and the, the people in the communities. So I, I think I think there needs to be an organizing body, you know, arguing on a national scale um, with Congress and you know when all these big things are happening like ASCAP and BMI and, and like who's talking for producers? Like because hip hop's the number one genre, you know, you know, in, in the world, right? So it's like where where is the representation for? The producers producing that 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 music that's the number one genre in the world um we need that and so i i'm firmly i i we, we need an organizing body and that hasn't i haven't forgot about that um it's just hard to get everyone on the same page you know com- competition competitiveness you know i remember we were talking about it then someone else would pop up and talk about it and it's like I'm, well, let's all do it together like it's not <laughs> let's do this yeah are there, so the, I know there's a lot of producers that, you know, end up in fucked up situations. Are there producers out there with amazing situations? Amazing situations. Um, or fair? Like, yes, this is fair. This is a great situation. Like, cool, cool, but would you, I, I think I would love to hear from a producer on that. Because like, I'll, I'll get my take after you. I mean, 
I don't know, like, it probably as many people's situations as you do, Carl. But, I mean, I think so. I think it's just if you build, if you wait long enough and build leverage and you can come to the table with the right, uh, I don't know, like the right understanding of, of where the money comes from in the business. Like, I think really like education is where the power comes from for producers. Like, yes, if you know what's, what's, if you know what's in a deal and you know, like when you make a song where all the money comes from, then you can make a good decision and say like, this is a good situation for me. Like I can, I can take this deal and build off of it and do something more. But honestly, like that's hard for me to answer because I feel happy with my situation. Like I'm in with like a deal with hip boy and Sony, like, and I get a chance to work with like people who otherwise I never probably would if I wasn't connected there. So um, I'm happy. Like I'm in a good situation for me, but yeah, so I, I, I would say um, I I'm a fight the man type of person, so I think it's hard because I'm always going to see like the, the the bad. So and I'm a lawyer, so I'm kind of like, all right, I'm looking at the pie, like streaming dollars, a hundred. Say there's a one dollar revenue, fifty nine cents of that goes to the sound recording holder, the master holder. It could be a record label. If you're independent, then it goes to the artist. Um, about thirty percent of that goes to stays with the DSP, so mm-hmm. Spotify, Apple. So about 11, 12 cents is left for publishing. And that doesn't sound right to me. That doesn't feel right. Um, I, I think the people, it goes back to our point earlier, you know, I think record labels and artists probably should have a bigger share because they're the ones marketing and paying for the records and you know, the promo and the distribution. But that big of a, a gap, I'm not, I'm not sure about that. I think I think we do need to, and I, it probably has to do with Spotify and Apple Music getting less, right? Because thirty percent is a lot for a service fee. Yeah. I mean, essentially, they're you know they're DSP, they're service provider. Right. Thirty percent service fee, I, I, that's high. It's really really high, and I use other businesses and other industries to justify me saying that it's high. So, can you give us an example? Um, what about like uh like Grubhub or like you know I don't know Uber like what what are those what do they charge for their service? Cause mm-hmm. they're really service providers. Um, and they're kind of helping everyone. They're, they're addressing a need that we all need. Like we want food quick. And they're um, middlemanning it. Spotify yeah, is basically middlemanning it, right? They're middlemanning yeah, middle the and connection Spotify from the consumer to the artist. Yeah. 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 Um, and yes. And, and they're, they're, so you're saying like there, there's too much of a slice being taken off the top. Yeah, because can you think about it? Like they are, and you. you I heard, the, I heard the Uber people are complaining about that too, though. So the, I said, th- I think the Uber drivers are complaining about that too. You know what I mean? Like that big slice. So I think across the board, there's, there's like a lot of like these big tech companies are kind of like, cause they're like, they get to be bullies. Like who the fuck can yeah, tell Uber, bully. who could tell Uber, Google, Facebook what to do? Like, and yeah. obviously we know that's a big thing going on right now with the government and all that stuff. One, one big difference here though, record labels own a piece of Spotify, mm. right? So there seems like there's like a, and their biggest revenue driver is, is recorded music. So it's like, you know, there, it just feels like there's some antitrust stuff going over there. Some, some gotcha, things okay. that just don't make me feel good at night. Um, you know, if I'm a songwriter or producer, uh, but there are situations like, again, so like that's where my head exists where I'm like, sure in this, in this world, like already, yeah, you could find a situation where you might you own your stuff and 
you know, you might get paid out quicker. But like in general, I don't I, I don't like the bully that exists in the, in the ecosystem. No, there's some big bullies. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Now I feel that like my thing is like, um, I don't think there's ever going to be a perfect system where like we figure out the exact percentages like everybody within the system should get. Um, we could probably get closer as far as like who brings what value, getting them closer to that value. But for me, like when I understood the breakdown and I realized how much more money there was on the master side, that started getting my wheels turning and I started really going hard dropping music with independent artists. Mm. Like I have an artist I work with, Cal Scrooby, like we drop two projects, we drop about a project in a half a year and I'm always looking to add more and like his, his numbers are great for independent, but I mean, they're not like astronomical, but I make almost as much with him as I do from like industry placements and stuff because you're getting, he and I split part of that master side. So it was like a wake up call to see how much money was getting, the labels were getting. And it's like, well, what if we could find a way to, to get into some of that? Right. Yep. Um, Great example. Yeah. yeah. Like there's ways to get there for producers and the more, and the more producers that start doing that, then there's going to become more leverage and the power, the power paradigm will shift a little bit. You know what I mean? The more people do that. Yeah. Uh, Corbett, what you said a while ago really hit home. You said that education is power. And I think education and, and knowledge and and there's no excuse. The the information is out here. You know what I mean? Like, um, I don't think that there should be a, uh, you know, like a, an, I don't even know what the word would be, like a nursing system. Like, I don't think... I don't think just uh, the producer business model should get any any different treatment than any other business model um, as far as like you guys starting an app, right? If you guys were just like knew nothing about running a business, didn't put any research in, like you're just like smoking smoking one day and was like, yo, bro, let's start an app and just out the blue you do it and you never consult legal advice. You're like, bro, I'm not, I don't got time to go on YouTube and learn all that shit, bro. Let's just run it. Let's just put this shit out. And you end up, you know, doing something wrong or, or say you turn into like a company that makes like 50,000 a year and, you know, to you guys, that's good. Um, and, you know, your brand powers one way and you go some some other brand steps in and wants to sign you, quote unquote, or buy, you know, what I mean, invest in and you take a shitty deal. That's on you guys because you guys didn't put in the work. You didn't learn the space. You don't know the game. You know, what I mean, and, and I feel like it's the same thing in the in the producer space, in any space. And and you know how like. I can't speak for everyone, but you know how I got educated? It was expensive. Like I was, I got a couple, I was in a bad deal. I was dealing with independent artists and not getting, I didn't understand where the money was going. So like the independent artists would be collecting it. And then one day I started like trying to follow the money and I'm realizing like, oh, this money is going from uh TuneCore straight to them or whatever. Like, well, I should get a part of that. Like, I probably missed out on like tens of thousands because I didn't understand that. Right. And then once I started understanding it, then I started implementing it into all my conversations with new independent artists. Like, but it was expensive. Like I had to take L's to get to that point. Like, yeah, for sure. And I don't know. I, I hope I wish we could set it up to where other producers coming up behind us never had to take a L and they just like learned it and it wasn't no problems. But I feel like you have to take some to really, fully learn those things like it has to hurt would you rather have 50 l's and 10 wins or zero l's and zero wins exactly right i mean you have to decide for yourself some people don't like taking l's like i mean who likes it but 
who likes it? I get it, but something something drives you and says like, I really believe I can get to this place I'm trying to get. And uh, I ain't gonna lie to y'all, man. Them L's be hurt. They, them L's hurt me still to this day. Damn. I'm not like a. I'm not as. I still keep going. I do a lot of stuff, but like. I will say I do get I do get paralyzed still by L's. Like. <laughs> oh, they hurt. Yeah, they hurt, man. And they they yeah, yeah they uh they put you in a bad space, you know what I mean, for for a second. And but I mean shit, it's it's the game, right? Yep. Right. You should be we're just blessed that we get to play it, man. There's people that like, bro, like third world countries, come on, like yeah. I know I don't mean to go all off on like that, but <laughs> <laughs> but nah, it's real shit though. Like, I don't know, it's just just kind of just got me thinking right now. Um, hell yeah, bro. So man, dope conversation. Let's open it up to some Q and A. I, I don't, I, did we, did we miss anything big that we were supposed to chop it up about? Man, there's, I'm sure it'll come out in the nah, Q and A. That was great. That was awesome combo. Yeah, yeah. Thank you guys. And uh, man, while we're, while we're bringing in guys, so the zoom link is in the description. So go ahead and uh, tap into the zoom. Damn, I'm mad. We didn't put the melody app in the description i'll make sure we get it um you know what i mean on the replay but uh definitely go tap in and download the melody app right now too check it out man they just launched it today super dope app and uh we'll probably man go ahead and uh go to the ig too so you can see the um the contest details and how you can win 10 racks and what's the ig uh at the melody app at the melody app now tell me about this 10 bands i didn't you didn't tell me about this 10 bands. oh you missed me uh yeah we're having a beat contest yeah, I heard the beat contest, so, but I didn't hear 10 bands. I, yeah, I, I, I would have definitely heard that. The, the, so who, whoever wins, uh, whoever Hit Boy picks to win gets 10 racks. Fire, okay. Clean. Dope. Like not not 10,000 in like Melody app uh, credits or 10,000 in gear. Like just 10, you know, we're going to wire you 10 racks. Wow, super dope. Quick. I'll be like, yo, can I wire that shit right back to Hit Boy and uh, get, <laughs> get some uh, collabs going? That's like the, uh, yeah, that's like the, do you want like uh, money or like a dinner with Jay-Z thing? <laughs> right. Bro, I, I, I asked that question. I was like, bro, would you rather have a guaranteed Drake placement or 50 bands wired to your account right now? What would you pick, uh, Corbett? Ooh. Oh, I'm taking the placement. What? The placement. Yeah, yeah I'm taking that. All uh, I will have to know what placement. Yeah, what percentage? I mean, percentage? I mean, it's, it's it's on his next album. It's, I'm not guaranteeing that it's going to be a radio single, but you're going to be on Drake's next album for Hold sure. Up. Is it a fifty percenter or is it like a five percenter? Yeah, because those big, you know, those big artists, you know, Dylan, you could you could produce the whole thing, but like they still, you still might be walking away with like 20 percent on it. Damn, and, and and on the pub side too. Yeah, I'm at twenty percent on the pub on the side. pub side. Wow, wow. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. Well, I mean, all right. Well, okay. Let's take the worst case scenario. Yeah, that that scenario right there. The five percenter and the twenty percent pub, or fifty I, bands I wired. 50K, to be with you. I, I take fifty k because I'm crazy. Yeah. But. Well, hold up, because I, there's some value in the like you know resume for sure. That's what that's I'm a saying. Close, that's a toss up. I would I would probably take I take the credit still. I'll still take the placement. I think I would take the credit. I think I could I could turn that into more than fifty. Right, you could drop a kit and make more than 50. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you could drop the uh, Drake placement kit and do more Carl's than 50. Carl's rich. He don't need it. He's just going to take the money, like, you know, keep building. <laughs> I'm dropping the Drake placement kit. I'm doing a behind the beat. I'm doing all that shit, bro. We're running it up. Uh, cool. I think Pride by True. What's going on, bro? Welcome to the, the chat. Can you hear me? Check, check. Yo, yo. Can yo. you hear me? Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. Fire, what's going on? Chilling, man. Uh, first off, Dylan, fucking love you. Appreciate, Appreciate it, bro. everything you do. Appreciate it, man. Um, 
Yeah, I hear you guys getting into NFTs a bit. And my question was about that regarding that, like the royalty side of it when you're when those get traded, because you continue to get royalties. Every oh, time yeah, those yeah. Tokens are traded. So I was wondering if Carl, if you know anything about that, what I'd love to hear more. Yeah, I mean, uh, so what from what I do understand, you, you, you do get royalties, um, but like. Again, it's like setting the value. Um, I think my my head is more so like I think that's great, and I think that's where the value of NFT is, right? Like you know, it's a digital consumption where it's like you know you're going to get royalties, you know, every time that 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 thing is sold or resold mm-hmm. or moved. Um, again, I guess my my head was like that sounds good, but like who's going to buy your stuff? Like who's going to like mm-hmm. what, where's the value at? Um, and I think it, I think it kind of confuses, like, for me, it sounds like the rich get richer, right? Because if you have, mm-hmm. you already built your community and you already are a person like, yeah, that, that makes sense for you because your, your things might move time and time again. But for like the up and coming, uh, producers and artists, I'm not sure how, like, like if you weren't selling your stuff already, like, or your stuff wasn't moving in your royalty, that doesn't seem like it applies to you. Like right. NFT for me, feels like a a community building another ad to someone who has a community. Yes. Yes. But what about, okay. So what about an artist that might be in a bad deal and, uh, but you know, they still got brand power and they can now start issuing their own NFTs, just like, you know, merch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that's another legality where I'm like, eh. Is it count as merch? Yeah. No. It, yeah. It just feels like the man's going to get a hold of that. And what I mean by the man, if you're like, it feels like the art, the labels are going to like. I don't know if they're going to go down quick. Like you, gotcha. They're not just. I don't know. I don't think they're going to just let you eat on these NFTs. Um, but if they're like purely based on, I guess, speculative value and has nothing to do with any royalty or money coming in, like uh, royalty money or music or any any other right tied to that agreement, maybe that does. Maybe you're fine. But come on, man. I just I, there's bullies lurking. That's how I feel. There's yeah. bullies lurking out there. Makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Also, one other question uh, about NFTs. If you sell a beat exclusively, not as an NFT, would you then still be able to use it for an NFT? I don't think mm. it would. Yeah. So, no? Those are great points where yeah. I'm like, I think it kind of directly conflicts with co- copyright law at times, right? Like, yeah. Uh, and and I, I, it's weird. I, I can't I can't speak on that with with definitivity. I just feel like that question you just asked yourself is like a, is a real question. And I think we all should, we're all sort of figuring it out. And one other thing too, like, so I know one of the, a big brand right now is like uh board Elon. You heard of that? There's like an NFT collection where they like do artwork with Elon Musk, like mm-hmm. his, but like, I guess there's this meme face of Elon, like have a board face on. So they turn that into art. So it's like, they're putting these out, but you can't do that without permission from Elon or without, you know what I mean? So it's like, yo, that's my, yeah, that's my point. I see those, I see the NFTs all the time. Like, and I'm like, yeah, what about that logo in there? Or like, what about that thing that you just recreated? Yeah. Um, you, you can't use, I don't think you can use NFT to shirt copyright law. Like, <laughs> yeah. No, no. But okay. I think that's a good answer. Good yeah, question, uh, man. But those are all, those are all the things I have. Appreciate all your time. Yes, sir, man. Good questions, bro. Have a good one. Let's go. Let's go. Let's get some more. Get some more good questions in.
Era Hardaway was good, bro. Yo. Peace, JP. Y'all can hear me? Yo, yo, what's yes, good, bro? Yeah. Yeah, man. What's good, yo? Um, what's good, Carl? What's good, all y'all? What's good, Dylan? What's good, bro? What's good, Corbett? Um, my question is. Yo, yo, what's good, bro? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, mute you too. <laughs> yeah, I got, got. There we go. Hold on, yeah. Well, my question is, um, so like after a song is out, and um, let's say you didn't, or everything, everything was like filled up, but you haven't collected royalties. How long do you have to collect your royalties? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's like, a good like, question. Um, every everybody, every like, um. Every uh root, like every every ASCAP BMI, they have a different timeline than Sound Exchange. They have a different Sound Exchange has a different timeline than Mechanical Royalties. So, um, I I know for Mechanical Royalties, I think it's two years. Like there's something called the MLC MLC license, uh, the Mechanical Licensing Collective, um, and that's a government-run agency that just um was announced this year. So it started January one. Um, that allows you to collect your mechanical royalties, your U.S.-based mechanical royalties directly from them. So that was, that's like a game changer. So I think mechanicals are the most elusive royalties. And that's why a lot of people kind of sign up for admin because they can't collect that mechanical um, or they just don't know how to collect that mechanical. So um, I, I, the timeline is different. And I think you could go on um, there, those, those websites, fact sheets. So I think I would go to Sound Exchange double check their timeline. I would go to um, MLC, the Mechanical Licensing Collective, double check their timeline. And then if you're asked ever BMI, I would just I would just go to the fact section of, of those things and, and look at their timeline. Okay. Carl, I got a question for you too, bro, about payments. Cause uh going through this process to, um and you know of, of putting out a song, uh kind of you know seeing like seeing it as like a label's point of view. I could really easily fuck over the artists and producers if I wanted to on the song and just tell them, oh, yeah, I haven't recouped yet. Oh, yeah, I haven't recouped yet. How often how often do, do people audit the labels and really check to make sure they're getting their payments? Yeah, uh, that's like accounting at labels is like the, the thing that we just all know is hard. Like we just know. And that's like their one week spot. So it's kind of like I feel like it's a matter of who, who's ready to go to war first because. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know it's a weak spot. I know if we sort of, you know, lifted up the hood that it, it wouldn't be pretty. And um, I even think the streaming calculations in general, like what Spotify is paying out, we looked at underneath, looked underneath the hood there, it wouldn't be pretty. Same way. So um, I, I think that's kind of the next big lawsuit, like okay. just really looking under the, underneath the hood. Um, it's, I, somebody's going to do it. I don't have the money or want or willpower to do it, but um, I, I think it, it. I think it will get interesting at some point. Yeah, because bro, it's like you're really just kind of. It's kind of like you're taking their word that they're gonna let you know when the record's profitable, and we'll send you a check. Just yeah. stay patient. And just and just talking about like the normal communications with the label, it's like they're not anxious to to get back to you about their you know, your royalties, <laughs> that's not, they're not, they're not trying to like do go back and forth there. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay.
Interesting but I mean, stuff, man. Like that's kind of why we we it's too big a system for us to like fix it all quick. Like we we don't know like the numbers and all that. So like that's why there's more power in. All right, you get placements. Like you got to be able to make a play off that. That's more than just waiting for. You know, you want to get your royalties as much as you can for sure. But what else can you do? Like what else can you do to like make a play from that? Yeah. Kind of like some of the stuff you were saying. Yeah, bro. It's just you gotta just you just gotta be creative, bro. You gotta be a uh, you gotta be a, a creator or have someone on your team that you know has those ideas and can you know help you execute that stuff. Because I see so many, I see so many producers do it so well and like are making more money than they even should be and and have created more brand power than than you would even think they they uh, you know naturally have. And then there's some producers like, bro, you know how much money you could be making, and you know they just like, oh shit, I didn't even think about it, bro. Shit, you're right. Shit, let's do it. You know what I mean? So it's like that. That's what that's that's what kind of makes me like, damn, bro. And then going back to the education, it's like, bro, are you gonna are you gonna be about it? You, you want this or no? Are you just gonna kind of just float along and whatever comes your way, you'll take it. But are you gonna be are you gonna be about it? Yeah, the labels aren't like super concerned about making sure you get every penny. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, yeah. And, and like in regards to that, like I got one more question on like let's say for producers who can't afford a lawyer necessarily, how would they have to get a lawyer involved? Or what would they the next best solution be? Oh uh, man, that's like the age old question. I thought you worked I thought you worked for free, Carl. I thought yeah. you <laughs> <laughs> Hell no. they could, uh uh shit, if I had if I was rich, rich, I would do stuff like that for free. It's just that when you're on your um you know, when you come up too, it's just like, you know, what baby say, he said, I, I don't got a hundred million, I can't tell yeah. yet. So it's like, that's how I feel. Um, but you gotta be your own lawyer. You know, you just gotta be the most annoying, you know, human being mm-hmm. ever, like to, to these labels to make them pay. Um, and it's really, that's really what it's about. You, you just gotta take matters into your own hands. Maybe you use social, maybe you use whatever tactics that you have. Um, but you know you're gonna have to be annoying as hell. Or well, like if you have like a deal on the table, like and it has some money involved, can you take a portion of that? Like as a lawyer, can you be like, well, yeah, and it's like it gotta go through. Like that's the only contingency, like contingency. Nah, I mean like for sure, it has to be attractive for that lawyer. Uh, I just I feel like it's tough to, 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 because I, I want to say. Um, when you're not paying somebody that much, they're probably not going to be that zealous. Um, or if it's not passionate to them, they're probably not going to be that zealous anyway. So, um, I think you're probably better off to save in that, especially if you know, you know what your goal is, right? If your goal is to get your royalty statement from the label, like that sounds pretty clear. I would just annoy the hell out of them and wouldn't stop until I got my royalty statement. Um, and that's that. No, you. I don't. You don't necessarily need a lawyer for that. Lawyer might help. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think you necessarily need a lawyer from that. For 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 a lot of things, I don't think you need a lawyer for. It, but um, yeah, yeah. I, I think the value proposition has to be there. I always try to say like, just in life, like you know what what's in it for them, and it can't just be some nominal bag. Even like like a thousand dollars, like what. People don't even people don't care about that. Like a thousand is not even like enough to get people to like a lot of people to get out of bed. To be honest yeah. with you, thousand um, is the new hundred. So it, there has to be a real value proposition. Like you know, oh that guy is really 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 good. 
I'm going to work with him because, I, cool, I might get $500, but that's not the big thing here. Like, that guy's crazy talented. And yeah. so I usually I work off that. Like, I fuck with okay. the dude with music. Money not might not be involved. But that didn't hard, so I'm gonna rock with it. Yeah, the man, I, I would say, man, don't underestimate the power of of relationship building with your lawyer. You know what I mean? And it's 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 more than just hey, can you review this contract? Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's different times where I'll hit up Carl and be like, Yo, bro, you got a plug on the, this dude? You you know someone who can help me with this? And you know what I mean? It's like he's like, Yeah, yeah, bro, I'm about to loop you into the email. So there's a lot of it's just you know what I mean, just one of those things, bro. There's you gotta find you gotta find the value in everything. Yep. Mhm. Appreciate it, man. I appreciate that. You know, all your advice, man. Always. Yes, all sir. Right, bro. Tap appreciate in with you, dog. Peace. Yes, get, sir. get a couple more. You guys got time for a couple more? Yeah. So the 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 app is out, and there's no uh, emergency calls saying that the server is down or anything. So I think we're doing good, man. I hope everyone's going hey, to downloading it. <laughs> Yeah, we're 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 pretty certain that we're gonna have some server issues today. Hey man, growing pains. Yeah. Ahmad Jamal, what's going on, bro? Let's see. Let's see if we can get a what's couple good, more. Bro? Yo yo, welcome to the morning show. Yes sir. What's up, man? I I have a question for the lawyer. Yes, um, man. So I'm I, I produce obviously, but um. So I have stems and like three different songs and there's a larger producer that has stems to uh, three records that we could potentially be collaborating on. Um, and I haven't really engaged with any lawyers. Like we haven't really talked about the business side of things at all, but um, he has a pretty good name in the industry and there's open communication there. Um, what sort of things should I be looking at in terms of like finding a lawyer and should I even be like, how, how much should I be actually preparing right now before, you know, something actually pops off, you know, you know, nothing's actually happened, but it's like, it's in the, the, uh, the network of like the mainstream of, I could possibly yeah. get in a text message or a phone call that changes the situation in, in, a, in a way. So um, I have set up a LLC um and got like an EIN number and stuff like that but what other other things would you recommend that I, I should look out for uh that's a great question I think a lot of people um I think that's one of the reasons why I kind of started representing producers because I realized how underrepresented they were like they're yeah. just it's, it's hard to get access to a to a producer uh to a good good lawyer or advocate um yeah. especially as you build your sort of profile like you might not have the most resources or money at this job. I have I have no leverage and like a lot of the lawyers like that I have kind of engaged with, they're right. like twenty five hundred dollar retainer. Right. And I have no, you know what I mean? Like I have no like records, you know, place. You know, right. I just have good product, but no records place. So Yeah, man. I, I would say like um the big thing is one, knowing what you're supposed to get on a placement anyway, like just in case you gotta review your your own paperwork. I think always be prepared to to like, you know, do it yourself. Like, so I mean, you know, if you co-produced it, you know, um, you know, starting at that 25% is is where you should be. But you know, maybe if that person was the one who placed it, maybe they get a bigger percentage across the board and more of the events and stuff like that, because they're the one who placed it. Um just understanding what you're supposed to get is the key. Like, so I think if you understand that, 
if you don't have a lawyer on your side for your first couple of producer agreements, it won't be the biggest deal. Just know that, like, you know, you're supposed to get your advance, your points, and your publishing, and um, take that to the bank, man. And, and then, you know, use, the, use, the, use that momentum um, to hopefully, you know, sort of partner up with somebody that, that wants to work with you. Um, right. But I, I would say know what you're supposed to get on, on, a, on a placement. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't have a network, so I understand that I'm, uh, I'm going to already take a hit or have to give up. I think it's just more appropriate to give up more in that first situation when you have no leverage at all. So I appreciate it. Yes, sir. Raph, what's going on, bro? Yo, what's going on, man? I wanted to talk about this NFT stuff that y'all was saying. And I, I do gotta say, I think I see one big potential with the with the NFTs going for the music. Is, is for radio plays and things like that, where say I, I'll make my NFT, I, I'll have my percentage in, in the smart contract because they're all just, just tokens based off of Ethereum. So, so they could run in these smart contracts pretty seamlessly. And, you know, we'll have our contracts say, me and Dylan make our, make our song. You know, I'll take my 50%, Dylan takes his 50%. And then I, I could see like a, a radio station will buy the license and let's say for one day, and they'll, they'll have to sign for this contract, you know, saying this is what the pay is, this is what it is, and they'll license this NFT. Because NFT is like, uh, like a Bitcoin, you know, no Bitcoin is the same. They're all individually their own coins, you know, they're all, they're all like separate. So I don't know, I could see like they would license the individual NFT, like that song or maybe that album, if you have it like that, and then it will just be paid directly through that split wise. That's how I could see it with the radios working. Yeah, I, I I agree. Um, it's just getting you know the the industry just old man. Like just getting everyone on board yep. with even releasing you know music through these things or you know having some of these people these stations or payment having everyone even agree to that format. I think will be the toughest thing. You know, maybe at the, I think at the independent level it's probably easier to to operate. Um, but you know. I, I, the industry's been fighting tech since you know tech has sort of entered the space. So we well, got to think about how many jobs. Like if you if you go look at DistroKid, how many jobs does that kill? Right, it kills a whole a whole company. Right, so and, it's and, like you know, it, it's, I, I think you're hitting the point. So it's just like, uh, yeah, it, it's 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 exciting. It's scary. Um, it's, it's parts of it makes sense. You know, the lawyer in me only sees the problem. So what what, uh, what problems are you thinking? Uh, yeah, I'm not, I mean, that sounds good, but like I've never been in a situation where people just agree on terms or like well, that's true, right? Off the rip, like, <laughs> and then two, um, don't the streaming services need to be like, uh, I, you, you're mentioning radio, but radio is one just tough to access, so I don't think radio is the one. But like or even streaming, it, wouldn't I mean, streaming services need to support that? Like, well, and right what gives the, them any incentive to support that if they're in business with rec record labels? And record well, labels are the ones who sort of pay all their bills. Well, I, I don't know if y'all would agree with me, but I think the record labels are dying. I think they got they like the, the Distro Kid, fucking United Masters, all these other companies is is taking a big percentage of what they was doing, and people are seeing, yo, I don't gotta go sell half of my soul. I could just do it on my own, get my own buzz, and then they'll come talking to me, and I, I, I can negotiate. You know, if you come into the table with something, 
maybe this is how I see it. I don't think they'll ever die. I'll let Carl answer this. I don't think they'll die because I don't think everyone's built to be independent. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. It, that, that And just like everyone seems to say that until like a bag, like the carrot. <laughs> yeah. Right, right, right. Hell the yeah. carrot comes in front of them and they sort of but, just bite. But at the so, same time, you know, a lot of people is uneducated and they don't know that it's a carrot with a big ass hook under it. Right. Um, yeah. Because I could go to the bank and go get a hundred thousand dollar loan too. It's the same thing as that as them giving me a hundred thousand dollar loan, but I'm sure I'll probably get a better fucking interest rate from the bank. No, yeah. no, I, I would say it's it's not the same and kind of supporting you, like um there, there are pros and cons to each though, right? Because like mm-hmm. a bank loan will probably be tied to some collateral, right? That you could yeah, lose that's true. If, they, if things don't don't happen the right way. But as you just said, like the terms, financial terms of it probably will be better. Um, on the flip, like you get it from a label, um, you know, you're paying, paying it back at the royalty rate. So if you take, you know, hundred K you've got to make, you know, like 400 K just to break even. Mm. Um, so uh, there's pros and cons to it, but you get um, the label support and you yeah. get the team behind. And if you so, follow, yeah, if you, if you, if you just totally fall off the face of the earth, you don't owe a bank, you don't owe the label no money. Like you just can't put out no music. You got to get a new job, but it's not like they're going to, you know, tap your account, fucking, you know what I mean? All that shit. Which, but but like I, like I said, I I tweeted this. It was like the most controversial tweet ever yesterday. It was like, it's like a thousand like likes and it just started a massive conversation. I had to delete it because I was getting this way too many hits. Not because I, I, I walk away from that. Like that's, I stand strong on my statement. Um, and anyone took it out of pocket, you know, screw you. I have no, Damn, I, I I'm not this. walking. Yeah. I'm not walking back that, but I would say, all I said was, if you're looking at a label as just a bank, you can get a better loan elsewhere. And I, and I, and I felt that way strongly because, um, it's true. <laughs> yeah. If you get 20, it, it, exactly what you're just kind of bringing to the table too. So I'm not trying to discredit you, um, in, in your, in your questions, but, uh, 20 K from, there's just pros and cons to it. And I think that like, um, you know, you gotta be able to, to live with those pros and cons. How many people have successful earning music career? So taking hundred K when you, when you haven't really monetized um, would, would kind of be a bad idea, right? So but, what would you think is maybe a better deal if you're just starting off and, and instead of an, a money deal, is there maybe a way you could you could change it and have have just uh, a different type of deal you think, or, or it's, it's I think always you coming could, down? I think you could bootstrap just like any other early stage startup. I, I think you could use your own money um, and you need to go out there and get money. Like I'm pretty, I'm pretty hard on that. Like I get that. Like, you know, I'm not, I don't come from a lot of money or anything like that. You gotta go get it. You gotta get, you gotta work, gotta make sacrifices. You gotta invest in your own business. Um, I, I think that's the, that's the, that's the way you do it early on until you have a proven product that you can go out there and raise funding with. Like you could say, you know, one thing I just don't understand why people don't think this is possible is like, if you have an LLC and that's where you're operating your music career under, you you make three thousand a month off publishing, um, or not even three thousand a month off, say a thousand a month off publishing, three thousand a month off your masters, um, and you know, say like a couple hundred uh, a month, maybe like another thousand off your marriage. So you're making, you could prove that you made five thousand a month consistently over the past six months. Um, I think you could take that data and, and go get some money to support that. Um, if you pitch it the right way. So I I think it's more so about, um, 
just anything else, coming with the right paperwork, the one right idea, um, and then go out there and raise some funding. But it's hard. It's going to be hard to raise funding without the, the data ma- metrics to back it up. And you got to have your credit. You got to have your credit on point, bro. If you come into the game with fucked up credit, then yeah, you're that's true. Now you're talking. Now you're talking some. You're gonna need some time. You know, you can't just go grab funding. You know what I mean? But what? And another thing I'll say too is going back to that carrot being being dangled. I feel like it's real easy to be Master P when you're broke, or just you know say like you know you're yeah, bro. I'm I'm, I'm gonna be independent. I'm about to you know what I mean like I'll take that fifty bands. I'll turn that into five hundred. And I feel like, like, like you said, as soon as a phone call comes and there's a hundred thousand on the table or more, or whatever, even probably even less, it's real easy. Like, <laughs> it's real easy to be like, oh yeah, nah. Yeah, I, I've I, seen I, I've seen people flip for crumbs. I'm telling you, things that I thought were just disrespectfully low numbers, them calling me after like three days saying like, yo, uh, we should do that, right? I'm like. Bro, you were just literally like you just said, Master P, like three days ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and now all of a sudden you're trying to do this. I think, um, yeah, the independent thing. I, I just hate the word independent. To be honest with you, we just like what business doesn't have funding partners, uh, business partners, vendors, mm. you know, contractors, people that you work with. Like, like, and if that makes you not independent, like, so what? Like, the I, I, the indie thing kind of just like a myth, and it needs to be disproved and you mm. need to just understand how to run a business because like independent yes. is like you you having a majority stakeholder in your being a majority stakeholder in your business in my opinion is is what would make you independent uh. but you're going to have to go out there and get funding partners you're going to have to go out there have business partners mm-hmm. um, you're going to have to have vendors you're going to have to have different programs and pay for different things so um i think we got to ditch that concept in the music industry because it's holding us back mm. Holding us back. I fuck with that. Appreciate you, Raph, man. Is that it? Is that it? Yeah, that's it for me. All right, bro. Thanks, Raph. Yes, sir, man. Yo, take care. Buy some Cardano, Molly. Buy fucking Cardano. Take care. Ethereum 2.0, man. Fuck Cardano. <laughs> um, <laughs> cool, man. That well, that that's gonna be it for question. I know you guys got a launch day to get to. I know. Uh, uh, I don't want to yes. hold you guys up, but I appreciate it, man. Everyone, definitely go download that Melody app right now. Download it, start using it, and uh, be on the lookout for some collaborations and some contests and stuff that we'll have around this. Go ahead, go ahead, Carl. Hell yeah, the Melody app. Thank you, Dylan. Um, you know, please go download that. We want all the feedback possible. This is a product that we're we're going to keep evolving. Um, and I just want to shout out the whole team uh, for bringing me on board. You know, early. You know, obviously Corbett, Jordan, uh, Mondo, uh, Luke. Uh, now hit boy blast and you know just everybody else has been involved um so yeah yes sir yes sir thank you thank you dylan and uh yeah man it was a pleasure most definitely man. i appreciate you corbett uh best of luck with the melody app anything we can do to help and uh definitely looking forward to some collaborations with you guys man yeah. all right that's it man appreciate you guys all right brother yes sir that's it gang Another dope episode in the books, man. Um, definitely go tap with us on IG. Go tap in with the Melody app. Leno just uh, dropped the IG in the comments. I guess they got a $10,000 contest going on. So go ahead, tap in with that. Uh, we got a contest launching with Young Land on Friday. So uh, 
Young Land drum kit and exclusive producer contest win a one-on-one collab with Land in person or virtual, whatever's going to be easier for you. Uh, more details on that to come. And we got some more stuff dropping Friday. So that's all I'm going to say. Peace out, gang.